You're with SBS Radio. Find more great stories in your language at sbs.com.au. Senator Claire Moore, you are a senator from Queensland. I am, yes. I'll have to ask you this question. Where do you stand on the Adani mine? Well, I think that's something also that I've said. We need to have the communication about that. There are people who have very strong views across this debate. We're seeing now uh, with the group that's gone up up from the southern states to share their views about what's happening in the Galilee Basin generally, not just Adani, in the Galilee Basin, and the kind of um, violence that that can cause in the debate. I am very strong that we need to uh, get all the information transparently on the table and use the methodologies that we have in our system to assess the claims and to ensure that people are not being sold um, parts of the argument. Because one of the things that worries me is that people become experts really quickly and they quote things really quickly in debate. I used the example of years ago with the waterfront dispute. Remember that? Yes. Um, And people were talking authoritatively about crane rates and how things operated on the walls. I'm I'm worried that in the Adani process that people think they have knowledge which they don't have. And we've got to work really clearly with the local communities, who are the people closest on the ground, and ensure they have some genuine options about employment and in futures in their regions, and look at how that works effectively with other policies. And, and the impact on the environment? And absolutely crucially, the impact on the environment. And that's because all applications for mining licences, um, how do they impact on the environment? Uh, do they stack up? against the protections that we have and we should look really serious at those protections. So that's the process I've always said should happen and I'm not convinced that there has been a true transparency in this process. You've been in Parliament during perhaps the most turbulent times with many leadership changes on both sides. Not been boring. (laughs) (laughs) No, I won't ask you about bullying, but (laughs) Senator Clem, what's the likelihood that... um, you know, the the leadership challenges and the leadership changes, that, as we've seen, what is uh, how many times in the past um, oh, 10 years? Forget, oh, we've I mean, lost count, haven't certainly we? Certainly, from my perspective, I think I had more leadership ballots um, than people had had in previous careers. I was going... I, I learned how the voting process worked, shall we say that. Um, look... There will always be, um, you know, people who are looking at different issues and different things that happen in the party. What we did in the ALP was when we had some very, very tough um, processes and, and people were damaged in that process, personally and professionally, um, was that we looked at how the system should work. If there was um, a leadership um, challenge put in place, which has always been able to happen, There has never been anything that stops people challenging for the leadership in terms of the process. But we looked at how that should happen so that there needed to be a certain level reached in terms of the caucus about how that would happen and we changed the rules to make that a little bit harder so that people would have to think about it. And they do. And I think that um, 
leadership challenges are never easy and we saw them in the Hawke Keating period, we saw them in the in our, our period of government and opposition and now surprisingly <laughs> from some points we've seen almost the same scenario act out in the other side of politics. So I think that we need to understand that this is a tough business and people um, have very strong beliefs about what the best way is to lead their party um, and that will mean that people will talk with each other and think that they may have the right to challenge that can happen then you know i went back to what i said to you earlier it's a matter of communication if you can convince enough people that you have the right you have the right policies and the right direction uh, that's how you do it you actually get the votes and go vote by vote by vote i think one of the things that the community is telling us and they've told us every one of us over the years is that whilst the only people who get to vote for the person who becomes the Prime Minister is the people in his or her seat. But there's a sense from the community that when they vote at a federal election that the leader who takes their party into that federal election is somehow the person they vote for. You know, um, in the core flutes that you're going to see for the next few weeks, everywhere you move around your electorate, you're going to see pictures of Scott Morrison and Bill Shorten. You know, they're the leaders of the LNP and um, and the Labor Party. And uh, Don't the, mention the other bloke from Queensland as well. The other bloke, help me out. Oh, the, well, I, he's, I forgot that gentleman's party, so I won't mention that. I'll talk about the people who will be <laughs> Prime Minister. One of those two men will be Prime Minister of the country. And we, were, we got the message really clearly um, when we had our leadership issues that when people cast their vote, it's almost a presidential situation. Hmm. They're not voting, in my case, for Bill um, they're voting for the person who is the Labor candidate in that seat, but they feel as though they're putting their vote for Labor and Bill Shorten. So they don't like to see their voices taken away from the discussions around leadership too easily. You know, they understand the, the process. You can spell out this is how the rules work. But they like to think that they have a role as well. And, I mean, the community has told us very strongly they don't like to see this merry-go-round of leaders, regardless of which party. Sadly, your departure means another woman is leaving the parliament, uh, Senator Claire Moore. Ah, yes, but the Queensland Labor Senate team has um, strong women in it. Are you pushing for a woman to take well, your place in the um, Senate for Queensland? Well, in the um, in our Senate ticket this year, the number one per person on the Senate ticket is Nita Green, who is located in North Queensland. So um, I'm hoping that she will be, and she will be, she's number one on the ticket, that there'll be another strong woman who'll be going to the Senate who will have the opportunities that I've had to really work on policy and get to know people across our state. It is a marvellous opportunity to do that. Senator Claire Moore, um, it's always been so nice talking to you. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> and, uh, I enjoy talking to you I'll, as well. I shall miss it. <laughs> I will catch up sometime, but thank you for the chance. <laughs> thank you very much. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Tell us what you think. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter.